Whistle Way Podcast. I am your host, Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group in San Diego. And today I am joined by Rachel Chu. Hello, hello. Rachel, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, so my name is Rachel Chu, as Brian said. I'm the Director of Inside Sales here at Whistle Realty. So I manage our seven inside sales agents um, and we set appointments for our outside sales agents uh, so they can go on better appointments and leverage their time better. I'm just gonna go out and say what everyone's been thinking for years and been saying, Internet leads suck. Ooh, hot take. Hot take. Internet leads suck. If you treat them differently, if you don't treat them differently, right? I was waiting. I was like, uh, th- <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. Rachel's like, that. we do a lot of internet leads. <laughs> so um, internet leads suck if you treat them like every other one. Bingo. Um, we're going to talk a- quickly here today about setting expectations for internet leads. Um, different types of internet, uh, different types of leads that we get. Um, a few best practices on, on how to manage them, but really what we're going to spend the majority of the time today is scripting. How do you actually talk to them? Let's, let's talk about like the meat and potatoes of it. Um, like Rachel s- says, she runs our inside sales team. She has seven people on the phone. Uh, I, I don't know how, 10 hours a day is, is covered, something like that, eight hours a day, 10 hours, Ish, 12 yeah. um, And so literally your job is to teach, train, manage people that are on the phone 70, 80 hours plus. I mean, no, we're seven times 40 is more. Yeah, we're seven days a week. So Yeah, a lot of time. So if anyone can talk about how to talk to internet leads, and we do a lot of internet leads, it would be you. So first, um, let's talk about a little bit about the different types of, of leads. So that way we can kind of set the stage for what we're talking about here. Totally. So um, you know, if you're an agent, I'm sure you've heard of, you know, what's the source? Where is this lead coming from? And so we're focusing today on leads, internet leads, but that's a kind of a broad term since everything we do nowadays is on the internet. Yes. So um, what types of leads and where they come from? So we have PPC leads is usually what they're referred to, which stands for pay per click leads. And so these, these are leads that people go to Google or even Bing. Whatever their search engine is. Yep. And they search real estate agents near me and they click on the link. They give you your inter- information. That's a pay-per-click or, or Google AdWords lead. Mm-hmm. Good, next. Yep. So then we have um, our portal internet leads, things like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, all of those. Um, and so these are people that have put their information on the website, either registered and then are favoriting things or hitting the button that says connect me with an agent, right? Okay. Right, they're clicking things. Um, we have, um, why Lopo AdWords is what we use, which is a higher intent quality of, uh, of pay-per-click leads, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, but we're kind of going to focus on the just the main pay-per-click leads, the people who are filling out forms on the internet to get connected to an agent. And then we also have Facebook, right? Yes, Facebook leads are also part of pay-per-click, right? These are people who... They're actually not pay-per-click. They're, they're... That's true. They're... Yeah. You, yes. You may pay per, but they're actually in a different yes, they're not bucket. Con- yeah, the terms that we use for them are confusing. And so what's interesting is we have everything from Facebook, and let's talk about intent now, and let's talk from least intent to most intent, and we're bucketing these all into internet leads, which also right. isn't really fair, but it's also how people Think about them. that, right? So it's um, good to talk about it so you yourself can have distinction and set proper expectations for what you can expect with these types of leads. So lowest intent I would have as probably Facebook leads, Definitely, right? Definitely, 100%. And why are these low intent? 
Well, generally, if you think about it, if you're you put yourself in the user's shoes, it's always a good place to start. So if you're scrolling through Facebook and you see photos of something that's interesting, photos of a house, for example, since that's what we're talking about, and you click on it, you could just think the house was cool. You haven't necessarily put in your information anywhere. You haven't Googled a specific search term. You're just scrolling through and this happened upon you, right? You're not doing any specific outreach yourself to find information. This information just came to you is a good way to think about it. So it's a lot more of a passive client most of the time. Most of the time those leads, oh, I just thought the house is cooler. Oh, I accidentally clicked it. Well, right? Mm -hmm. There's We are so used to getting inundated with ads and pop-ups on all of our sites that it's so easy to just click on something. And that happens quite a lot. So those are Facebook leads, you know, that's coming to you. They're usually low intent. Cool. Um, and also, we. I agree. You can have, and within Facebook, you can have lower intent or higher intent right. based on the ad. Totally. Lots of whole, a That's whole, a whole bunch, rabbit yeah. hole for those. Um, next, I would have pay-per-click as, as next intent, which mm -hmm. is, and after that, we'll go into Ylopo. But talk a little bit why those are a little bit higher intent. Right. So rather than just happen, having a picture just pop up and that you click on it, um, these other portal leads uh, require you as the lead to fill out information, fill out your contact information. I don't know about you, but I don't put my contact information on the internet for something unless I'm really interested or I really want it, right? I don't know how many times, I'm sure m many of you have seen that pop up for something that you're searching and it's like, name, email, phone number, and you click the X button, you click the X button, right? Like, you show me what I want. I'm, I'm not, don't, I don't want to put my stuff in. Yep. So if you are choosing to put your stuff in, you generally have a higher level of intent than just clicking on a photo, right? Because you're willing to give out your information. And so that's kind of a good way to think about that. Yep. So that's, and they actually, search for that information right real estate agent near me you're not going to search for real estate information real estate agent near me and be like i don't want to talk i don't want anything to do with real estate like you do people say that but but you do right you had you had the intent at the time you're not going to look at gyms near me if you're like nope i don't want it i just want to eat nachos and and no working out like you're not then you're not going to search out gyms totally. right um next and this is where it gets kind of funny i'm going to say why lopo is higher intent even though they use pay-per-click, Bing, and Facebook. How are they higher intent? Well, Ylopo is a little bit smarter with, they, uh, uh, Ylopo understands the consumer, and so they're able to deliver leads at a higher quality than I would just say people who are just, hey, let's just get, cast out the net and see what we can get. Um, and so Ylopo does a better job um, sorting and sifting these for you because the forms that they fill out, one of the reasons is, the fields in the forms for Ylopo click leads uh, give so many options. So rather than just, hey, name, contact information, phone, um, there's a whole set of questions they can choose to answer or not about what they're looking for, why they're here. Are you looking to upsize, downsize? Uh, what's your price range? Is there areas you're interested in, right? So you're when you get a Ylopo uh, internet lead, you're getting usually a lot more on the intake form than just a random name and a phone number and an email. So we can use that to craft a better pitch to actually come to what they, they want to talk about. Yeah, so again, if you're just browsing, even if you search homes near me because you're bored, you go to the web, the Ylopo website and you go through it and they ask you to register and you say, how many bedrooms do you want? Three. How many bathrooms do you want? Two. You know, uh, do you have to sell your house first? Yes. And what's great about theirs is there's it's dynamic. So if you say yes, they're gonna ask you more about information about your house. Right. If you say no, they're not going to. So not only do you as the agent, you as the ISA, get all that information, so you're gonna have a much better phone call. Oh, hey, I see, like, it's gonna be a different phone call if they're looking for a one bedroom, one bath in North Park versus a five bedroom, three bath in Alpine. It's gonna totally, be very, totally. so you can already prep. This is gonna be a different conversation. Um, 
But it also helps prep them for like, okay, like we talked about in a previous episode, it helps prep them for what are they looking for. Sometimes people don't know, but now they've asked. Right. These questions have been kind of probing questions. Be like, oh, now I know I want kind of, okay, yeah, I, I got an idea. And even better, they also have questions that talk, hey, I need to move right now to I'm just looking. I don't need. So before we even call them, we know how direct we can be versus how passive our intro and our follow-up should be, which makes for a lot better experience for both the ISA, whoever's calling them, and the consumer themselves. And then finally, I would say the, the most, the, the highest intent leads, also the most expensive by far, would be things like our portal leads, your, your Zillow, your Realtor, your mm-hmm. Trulia, those things where they're, especially when they have live transfers, and at that point, it's not really an internet lead, I guess. Um, but because they, they've talked to someone, they filled out a form, they said, I want to see this property. They're on a real estate website, searching for real estate, then saying, connect me with someone. That's a high intent lead. Very much so. But it's also five, 10, 20, 100 times the cost sometimes. Totally. So it, it, it balances out. I want to talk a little bit about ex, uh, expectations and less so on the Zillow because I don't want to dive too much on right. that. This is more for your Facebook, your paperclip, your Ylopo, your lower cost leads. What can you kind of expect in terms of conversion of these? Yeah, and that's a great place to start. So average conversion rate of those type of leads are around 1%, which sounds very low, right? And that's why they're so cheap. Uh, and it, it, that can fluctuate depending on your skill set, depending on, you know, part of it is luck. Will you be able to connect with them? When you call them, are you in the right headspace to be able to talk and capture their attention, right? So there's a lot of factors that go into this, but as an average kind of rule of thumb, you can expect an average conversion if everything else is average of around 1%. Is that average? Average, average, average. I'll say it one more time. <laughs> that would be a fun drinking game. So 100 people, you get 100 leads for 10 bucks a piece. Uh, that's $1,000. You'll an average is you'll convert one of those. Right, that will get to a closing. So, and, and that can help you. And that's you. conservative. I always prefer to be conservative. Yeah, but. and that's and so that can help you run, okay, it's gonna cost me a thousand bucks to get one lead. It helps you with your mindset of like, oh, this person said no again. Like, okay, that's fine, they're supposed to. Right, most every no of, is closer to a yes. Almost everyone is gonna say no. Um, and if your commission is, you make more than a thousand dollars, um, after your cuts and expenses. Like, okay, maybe this is something that works. Totally. The other thing, though, to keep track of, like, okay, low cost, good. Kyle usually said there's sweat equity or time equity. Mm-hmm. Um, or sweat equity, is that right? Or it probably money. Money, it's, yeah. Either paying in with your time or you're paying yes. higher cost. Yeah, so you're, you're going to be paying with your time. This is my favorite thing to bring up. We have data on this for us specifically with seven people on the ISA team how many times does it take to normally call them? We've heard data, oh, you should call more than once. Because from calling once to twice, the the connection rate's much higher. And two to four times. And, and once you get to nine times, the connection rate's much higher. What are you seeing as our average attempts for connection? So just to get, and I want to be clear about this, this isn't uh, average attempts to get a yes or a no. This is just average attempts to get any kind of response, whether that's an F you, yes, I want help, hello, who is this, just a response. So we're seeing it's taking- Mama, is that you? <laughs> yeah, you, no. we, we see all kinds of stuff. <laughs> um, but it's taking like 23 attempts, and that's just- outreach us doing all the work uh, just to get them to say something and it's crazy because you'll you'll see we've called them so many times you have all these emails all these text messages and then the lead will respond and act like they didn't just get a thousand messages from us for the past month be like oh yeah i'm looking out in uh this so-and-so neighborhood and 
okay, great. Like, and we pick up the conversation from there. So you, you're going to have to do more than just a couple phone calls the first day, right? You, you have to be diligent with these leads. And so let's do that math again. We buy 100 leads. Um, one Because if I say 100 leads, one converts that a 1,000 bucks for conversion, that's pretty great. Yeah. But then you think, okay, 23 attempts times 100, that's 2,300. That's a lot of attempts. It is. And it, now, a lot of what we do, uh, we do with automation. Correct. Uh, we don't, autom I don't think we can automate. But we can do voicemail drops, text messages, uh, emails, uh, and that's through follow boss. Um, call action. Call action. Um, a, a lot of things like that. But still, 23 attempts. Mm -hmm. Now let's get to the meat of it. Like, okay, cool. Now we know what internet leads are. We have the expectation. Someone's like, cool. I'm, I'm a new agent, I've got time, I don't have money, let's go, right? When they finally pick up the phone, when they call you, when you call them and they're like, yeah, what's up? How do you talk to them? How, how, and I wanna start with, how do we make a strong introduction? Absolutely, and that's, I'm, I'm so passionate about this, I love coaching this stuff. So the biggest mistake I see people make um, when talking to internet leads or any lead on the phone is their intro, right? And if you don't have a good intro, you're it doesn't matter how good or how amazing the rest of your pitch is or what value props you have to add because if you don't have a good intro, you will never be able to get there. Right? hang up on it's you like right a, away. Right, same thing as a, a good book. How many times have you picked up something and you're like, eh, this kind of sucks at the beginning. And so you maybe it's amazing, but if it's really slow at the beginning, you're not interested. Or, you, or TV you, show. Or TV show where you're like, eh. Who reads books? Right, either one, right? They both, same. That's where I was going with yes, that. Yes, I know. It's the same thing, right? We, ha we have to have a hook. And yep. so uh, the same applies to phone conversations. And so the introduction is incredibly important. So what are are the typical introductions that you hear agents making that are bad? So let's, we'll, we'll do a little role play and we'll do a bad one. You'll be the client. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, oh shoot. No, don't worry. I'm I got like, you. Like that was horrible. I'm like, oh man, I was going for a good one. All good. Okay. Uh, ring, ring. Hello, this is Brian. Hi. Hey, Brian. Is this Brian? Yep. Awesome. Just making sure. Hey, I'm calling because I saw... Right. Sure. I was, personally, I was like, sorry, I'm not interested. Hang up and bounce. Right. Literally, and I'm calling because, nope. Right, and there's a lot of things wrong with how I went about that, right? Yep. And so we let's kind of unpack that. And this, I, I want to first say that it's really normal to be bad at these because it's scary. We're calling strangers, especially if we know a lot of these are low intent. We're likely to kind of have a bad attitude about this, and I get that, and I, I want to normalize that. But, you know, if we're going to do all this work and we're going to call them, they can be very lucrative, so we may as well put our best foot forward and know all the tips and tricks to get there. So... Uh, my first tip is um, you've probably heard of the term mirror and matching before when you're working with clients and how it's important to um, you know mirror their style, their their way, their mode of communication. And so uh, that starts with the first word. So as soon as somebody picks up, usually people say hello or hi, who's this? Um, I know. I think I threw you for a loop because that's literally how I answer the phone. Yeah. Hi, this is Brian. Perfect. So. If we do that, we need to be prepared to respond the way that they respond. So if they say, hello, this is Brian, I would say, hello, Brian, this is Rachel with Whistle Realty, right? I'm saying hello, he said hello, he said his name, I'm gonna say his name. And what that does is it tells our lizard brain who's always trying to categorize if things are safe or unsafe or if we like it or not, oh, we're the same. And it gives you that extra couple seconds to get out your pitch before just being clicked on. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I hear is another thing that I did wrong on that call is I asked who it was, and you did throw me because I was planning to do that, and then the way that you said, I know, I'm sorry. "All good." I wasn't ready for it. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> this is how I answer the phone. <laughs> no, it's per it's great. It's real time advice. So, um, people will just ask, "Hey, is this so and so?" And 
if, if you don't know who you're calling, if you don't know who it is, as the consumer, I'm like, you don't know me. I don't want to talk to you. But or even I, worse. I think worse than like, is this Brian? Is is like, hi, I'm calling for Brian. Yes, like, same vein, right? Like, uh, you don't know me. You don't, like, I'm already turned off by this experience. I'm uninterested. Let's move on. To me, it's the same. It's exactly the same as a letter that comes to your house that says, dear homeowner, or hello, neighbor. I'm like, right. You couldn't even merge feel that shit? Yeah. <laughs> Bro. Just, yeah, completely like no regard, no no even uh, attempt to really make this appealing to you. Yeah. So um, it's really important to just come from assumption that this is who it is. Hey, Brian, this is Rachel at Whistle Realty. And the reason that I like to do that with both my tone and being very assumptive with the name is it gives me a couple seconds for that person on the other end of the phone to be like, oh my gosh, how do I know this person? And now they're feeling bad, like when you run into somebody at the grocery store and it's like, oh, hey, Brian, so good to see you. It's been a long time. And you're like, uh, yeah. So long I forgot. Too. <laughs> and you're like, oh, crap. It gives you that same feeling where you're like, I feel obligated to listen now because they know who I am, right? And so the same thing applies for phone calls. I like to be really assumptive and really friendly so they have a hard time wanting to hang up on me. So using their name. Um, the other thing is I want to get right away and there's there's two lines of thought and depending on your market and depending on where you're from, one might work better for you than the other. You can go right into um, why, who you are, why you're calling, um, or you can ask them how they're doing. So different markets you might, you know, let's say the Midwest market might have a lot better experience with asking how you're doing, right? Mm. Here in Southern California, we're kind of like, let's get to the point. Like, we, and it, that hasn't worked well for me here. So I feel like, especially like, <laughs> like East coast, like Jersey, they're probably not. Yeah. They're like, gonna, what, what is it? Yeah. Like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I can immediately see people like bad. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> right. And, and so they're immediately turned off. So I prefer just going into it right away. Um, and the other reason for that is because you don't know this person. You don't care how they're doing. That's like if a stranger at the grocery store was like, hey, how are you? You'd be like, good. Like, Weirdo. what do you, like, it's weird. You yeah. don't care. It seems very fake. It's disingenuous. Don't ask how they're doing. You don't care. They don't care. Just get to why, what you're calling for so they can, you can get on with your day. And so a lot of people feel like, oh, I have to be polite and ask how they're doing. That's the right thing to do on a phone call. Well, yeah, with your grandma, but mm -hmm. <laughs> not with an internet stranger. So yep. just get to the point right away. Stay upbeat. Um, mirror and match and uh, you'll have a much better intro. And now another thing that I know you do really well and I know we've worked on this um, for texting and email but I'm, I'm sure you do it also on the phone is matching where they came from. Totally. In the, so so and not just like I saw you were looking at houses online but right. like too vague but right like I think you guys say something along the lines of like oh Zillow asked me to connect with you or you know Something along right. those lines. Right, and totally. So the script will change on how much information right. You're that not going to be have. like, Facebook asked me to come. Like, yeah, no, Facebook didn't, definitely didn't ask you. And <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people do that. They're like, oh, Facebook connected us. And they're like, I didn't fill out. Now now you're out of rapport because now they're already arguing. I didn't do that. And it's, it's not They're listening to my phone calls. Right. <laughs> so letting them know, that's when, you know, back to the point from earlier, why Lopo is so great is because it gives us all this info. So we can come and say, hey, Brian, it's Rachel with Whistle Realty. I saw you were checking out some houses in the Chula Vista area in Imperial Beach. Want to see what I can help you with what you know are you casually browsing right now or are you looking to buy a home in the near future right um that was a full intro we can kind of unpack yeah. that but uh you know now i'm specifically appealing to what they were looking at i sound like i know my stuff i'm not just like hey you want to buy a house or hey i saw you were online looking at stuff i saw <laughs> you saw this house and this house like, you spent four minutes on this house like right whoa, i don't want to be super you know i don't want them to know i can see all their data but i want them to know hey i understand where you're coming from i you know hey we we work uh 
quite often in the Chula Vista area. We'd be happy to help you find what you're looking for. Tell me a little more about that, right? Now we're appealing I like to what that, like. that. Tell me a little more about that. And then also one thing that I think I heard from you um, was to kind of disarm their objections right away and say something along the lines in some situations, look, I know you're just looking, but... Yes. Right? I know you... Because you're like, ah, literally, people... I used to work at Best Buy. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? Like, just looking. Didn't know that was an emotion. Yeah. Congrats, bro. <laughs> I probably right. said that too many times and they're like... Anyway, but so like, what can I help you with? No, I was just looking by, like, right? Totally. So, and now they can't say that. If you yeah. say, hey, I know you're probably just browsing, or, or you can ask them, hey, are you looking to make a move soon, or are you just browsing right now? Yep. Now you've taken that away from them. So. And, and it brings that conversation out. Right, because now they feel like, okay, this isn't a salesperson trying to force me to do something. Like, I can just say just browsing. And then the, the important part of that, though, is if they do say that, not to say, not to lose your energy. Hey, that's great. What, you know, tell me a little bit more about that, right? Like, don't just be like, oh, okay, well, you know. Just browsing. <laughs> well, call me back when, uh, when you're When you're serious right. and you have a timeline <laughs> and you're ready to buy right now. So yeah. we, we, we want to avoid being as salesy as possible. And so by giving that as an option, because most of these internet leads are just browsing. So you can expect to hear a yes. It also gives them an opportunity to respond positively to you rather than, you know, to your point. No, I'm just looking. I'm just looking. Or are you just looking? Well, yeah, I'm just looking right now. Like now now they're happier to tell you that because you gave them the option. Well, and, and what I've hear a lot of people do is after, you know, are you looking to make a move soon or are you just browsing? Oh, I'm just looking around. Okay, do you have to sell your house first or is this going to be a first time home or first mm -hmm. time purchase? And then they can start giving, oh, I got to sell my house first. Boom, now that you know they're selling. Hey, the market's crazy. When was the last time you got your home value? Like, you can go down that right. rabbit hole. giving options and mm -hmm. having questions rather than just, well, when would you be ready? You know, you never want to try to... <laughs> you're wasting my time. <laughs> right. Call me when you're ready, bro. Right. <laughs> and a phrase we love to use is, hey, your timeline is our timeline. We're, we're here to help you Ooh. when you're ready. So like that. immediately, that's like something we recycle a lot. Like, just to let people know, like, we're not here to shove a house down your throat before you're ready. Nobody likes that. I don't know if you guys have, I'm sure people have been to the mall. This is the analogy I always use where it's like, you know that you're going to the store looking for like dress shoes for a wedding or something. And a salesperson comes up and is like, hey, what can I help you with? And then to your thing at Best Buy, oh, I'm just looking. I'm actually not just looking, but I'm not ready to talk to you yet. I want to feel it out. I want to see if I can just find it on my own. And then if I can't, when I'm ready, I will come to you and say, hey, actually, could you help me find Navy, whatever it is, dress yeah. shoes, right? Yeah, literally, I'm just looking. I just got dressed, got in my car, drove to the mall, right. walked to the store. And you're the assault, store. like, you're yeah. in my face. Yeah. I'm not ready. I will be. I have an intent to be here, but yes. I'm not ready yet. And so by the way you come about that, by disarming them, like when people say, hey, are you just looking around? You know, I've had salespeople do that. And I said, yeah, I'm just looking around. I was like, great. If you need help, I'll be over here. And then they leave. And I'm like, oh, that was a great experience, right? They're not like, oh, well, this would look great on you. And do you need this? And we have this sale. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm just here for some dress shoes. So it's the mm -hmm. same with internet leads when we have to give them that same experience that was my like biggest that, that worked best for me it's like i'd be you know stalking something in the walk over like hey i'm over here i know a lot or like if you if you want recommendations about camera let me know i'll just be over here stalking until you're ready totally. and they're like cool well actually yeah which one's better i'm like let's go like and yes. now they're coming to me. It gives them the option and they can come to you, which is what you want, right? It's their choice and you're going to have a lot higher success rate if you can get them to come to you. But you can only do that by giving them the option up front by disarming. Um, last thing I want to talk about, um, actually, one thing we didn't talk about in expectation is timeline to transact, mm -hmm. right? So again, these are fairly inexpensive. They're fairly low on the funnel. What are you seeing as a typical timeline to transact for some of these low intent leads? 
It's going to be at least at minimum for most of them like a six month cycle. Like usually by the time the first time they register, they are just looking. And if you think about it, like we we need to have we need to be realistic with this, right? Like to buy a house is a large. You have to really prepare for this process. It's not like buying a T-shirt, right? We you've got to get your finances in order and make sure your credit score is high enough. And then you got to save all this money, especially for us in San Diego where the prices are insane. You have to have a bigger chunk of change for a down payment and. Um, so it's not... Sounds like someone who's going through the process. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would know. <laughs> um, and so knowing this, that, hey, the first time they think about it, they're probably not ready, guns blazing in hand with all their stuff in order in a pre-approval letter. They're, hey, how much would this cost? I do want to buy a house. Let's, I want to kind of look and see what's out there first. And then, you know, they think about it more and more, and then they're ready to make that transaction. So your job for the best success is to be their guide for whenever they're ready, whether it's that one in the hundred who's like, hey, I'm ready to go. I love this house. I clicked on it. Can you take me to it? Or if it's, hey, I'm just, I'm just looking, I'm feeling out the market. I want to buy in the next year or so. You're, you're there for them either way and providing value. So this we didn't talk about, and uh, I was going to say I'm going to make you uncomfortable, but not much rattles you. I want to do kind of a lightning round. I want you to tell me three things um, that people should avoid when talking to internet leads on the phone. Okay. Uh, the first thing, I mean, we kind of talked about it, you know, avoid, um, I love, avoid how are you. I'm still, that's a super strong one that I feel very strongly about. You don't know them yet. Great and, for follow-up. And, and I love, but, I love that you said dependence on the market because if, if you talk to Matt Honeycutt, who's a Southern boy, he's gonna be like, oh, I, I, I genuinely care how they are and I will talk to them for four hours. Like Totally, or yeah, or and the type of person, right? And you'll mm -hmm. know when they answer, if they are if they say, oh, hi, yeah, how can I help you? Why you? If they're super friendly, okay, I'm gonna not roll yep. them through, but more, more likely than not, you're interrupting people. This is interruptive marketing. Yep. You're calling them out of the blue, so you better give them the courtesy of getting to it yep. quick. So avoid how are you on okay, the first good. call. Um, other things that I would avoid. I would avoid, asking directly about the timeline too soon, especially if mm -hmm. we know that this, and I know as agents we're trained, okay, we have to get their timeline, we have to get their timeline, and we do, that's still true. But you sound very thirsty, like you're an agent, a salesperson. <laughs> so when are you gonna be ready? When, when do you think, okay, you're just looking, well, when is your timeline, well, when? Like now- Tell me when you're gonna move, zero to three months? That, three that's to six literally, months? you sound six like a nine robot. Months? And it's not that you, you, yes, you need that information because it will help you know how to follow up with them. But so often when they say, oh, well, I'm just browsing, people will say, oh, okay, well, are you thinking about buying like next? Like they're just like, and it immediately makes you seem salesy because you're like, Put, go in a box, tell me your timeline so I know, like, don't, you'll get to that. Build the rapport first, ask them, okay, great, what have you seen so far? Tell me a little bit mm. about, you know, what have you noticed about the houses you're looking at? You know, how's browsing going, what what have you noticed? People will tell you all sorts, oh, it's so expensive, it's this, whatever. Okay, great, now they're giving me some things that we can have a conversation about. I'm not saying, okay, well, well hey, you ready now? Well, will, will you be ready next month or yeah. in six months? Like, you'll get there, but don't do it up immediately as one of those questions or you seem like a salesperson. Some things that I thought would be fun to ask, and again, I'm not, I don't make phone calls for a living or at all, um, but some things would be like, oh, what areas have you found that you like? Or what areas would you absolutely not move to? Totally, and like, people love to talk about that. Like, people hey, love what talking are, shit. And, one of, and the way that we kind of package that, I love that you brought that up as well, often say, so what are some things you're looking to avoid? What are deal breakers for you? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we hate that. And then now you can build this camaraderie, like, oh yeah, the traffic sucks, or what, and now you're in, it's so easy. It's like a mm -hmm. layup for building rapport. So I love that you mentioned that, you know, or what are some must-haves? What are some things that you absolutely need in your next home? Well, oh, and then it gets them talking about what they're excited about, right? Which builds that positive energy and um, it makes the phone call fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So avoid how are you. 
Uh, avoid asking timeline too soon. Yep. Um, and I would avoid, this is probably the most important one, avoid vague follow-ups as you're ending to the call. So, so mm. often I hear agents say, okay, well, we'll sell, you know, I'll give you a call in, in six months or I'll give you, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll, you know, let me know when you're ready. They're not going to let you know when they're ready. You're just a random, like, that's they're not going to happen. You. you can't put the ball in their court like that. Like, they're a stranger. So you're, you need to be very specific with your, uh, the type of outreach you're doing, why, you're outre- you're, why you will be outreaching to them, and what they're going to get out of it. And then you're going to have a way higher chance of them actually picking up the call because it's not, uh, you know, you're giving them value. So an example of that would be, a bad example would be, well, I'll go ahead and um, send over some homes and, um, and you know, we'll touch base next week. That's not really specific. A better, mm-hmm. a better way to, to, to do that type of a follow-up, I mean, it's getting there, it's not horrible, would be to say, great, well, I'll go ahead and send you a list of three-bedroom, two-bath homes in La Mesa that have yards for your dogs. I'll call, I'll give you a call, you know, on Wednesday after work when you've had a couple days to look at it. And then from there, you can let me know what you've thought and how we can adjust your search. Wow, I, I gave them exa- I t- gave them what they wanted. I was specific. I gave them a time that they could expect to hear from me, so I'm not just calling them out of the blue when they're with their kids at their soccer game or shopping. And why it's a value to them. Hey, let's make sure I'm sending you what you like and properties that you'll want to see that pique your interest, right? And I'm offering value. Hey, I'll tweak them if they're not. I, I will do the work to do that. So we want to be very specific. Um, we want to be bringing value and uh, give them a, a time. I love that. I, I hate when, when I get responses from support. People like, all right, I'll follow up soon, or I'm going to talk to my team, and then I'll let you know. I'm like, when? When will you let me know? Yeah. Tell me when so I can expect, especially because if something's broken, I can tell you know, whatever. Okay, great. I love that. Yeah. So I think that covers it all. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode of the Whistleway Podcast. Before we get into our Whistle Widget of the Week, I'm going to ask one more time for you to please subscribe. Please join uh, our Facebook group or subscribe to the podcast, our YouTube channel, uh, sign up for our mm, new weekly newsletter. Uh, you can do all of that on the Whistleway podcast. You can also ask us a question, or if you could be so kind, if you would do me the favor, um, but only do this if you got value out of this. If you could uh, write a review on your favorite podcast network, let people know what you like about the show. Um, please do so. We would love that. Cool. So let's get into the whistle widget of the week. This is something that we use in our lives that saves us time, makes us money, or just makes us have some more fun. Uh, Rachel, I'll let you jump it off. Yes, so mine, I gotta make sure I say it right. So it's called Atlas English, and there's actually several versions of this app. Um, and basically what it is, is it gives you a new vocabulary word each day. I'm, I love words, I love English, I love writing, that's like a passion of mine, that's, I think that's fun. And so I love learning new language and new words that I don't know, bef- that I haven't known before, because I feel like it makes me a better communicator. And it's just fun to learn, in my opinion. Usually people are math people or English people, I'm very much an English person. So Atlas English is quick, I, I don't have to like read a whole thing or read a whole book to get my vocabulary up to speed. I can just see what the word of the day is, read the definition, click it, hear how it sounds, and move on. And so it's a quick, easy way to expand your vocabulary to learn more um, in a very painless, fun way. Um, shout out to Mike Proctor. He taught me something that I didn't know before. Vocabulary is the list of words that you know how to use. You can read it, you can hear it, you can understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, vernacular is the list of words that you use in your day-to-day life. Yeah. They're not always the same. I, Very true. I can read a word and know what it means, but I'm not going to use it in a sentence. Anyways, 
That's a, but the more words that you know, the more you can incorporate into your vernacular, yeah. and then you can be a better communicator with people. So Exactly. Um, my widget is um, something that's, again, pretty simple. Um, but I was thinking on the way up, we came up to a different office today, how much I love this, this item. It's a, it's a pretty cheap, uh, I think it's 25, 20, 26 bucks right now on Amazon. It's a, it's a backpack. It's just a simple black laptop backpack. Um, it's got kind of some nice big front pockets, but it's got some separation. And the thing that I like about it the most is it's got really comfortable straps. Um, they're, they're wide, but they're not thick, so they don't get really sweaty. Um, and it's just really comfortable. It's the W-E-N-I-G is the brand Wenig. It's the laptop, backpack, business travel, blah, 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 blah. I think Whatever. I have a fanny pack from that same brand from it's, Amazon. It's super cheap. It's great. So great. I, I'm really, really liking it. I, I was just like, I'll buy one because I couldn't find my other one. It's cheap, whatever. Um, but I really like it, and I feel like it distributes the, rate, the weight really well. So Cool. Thank you guys so much for watching this week's episode of the Whistleway Podcast. We'll see you next week.